in this mad, mad, frightening world, country. I find it so reassuring to be able to, in the middle of it all, sit with you, step out of the stream of distress, and that this also exists in the middle of this mad and crazy world, that there is peace. And this is simply a larger, a slightly larger manifestation of what we have accessible to ourselves any time that we, in the course of our lives, regardless of our life situation, if we stop and keep quiet, tune into the natural silence of our own minds, the natural silence that comes when we are aware. So any moment of aware, the awareness through which we're perceiving is silent. We may be aware of something that's not so silent. And it could even be our busy mind, but the awareness of busy mind is not busy. It's quiet. The awareness of crazy world is not crazy. So we have, a, we maybe feel it because we gather together and increase our, what, what we sometimes joke about in the Dharma scene, NPM's noticings per minute. We increase them when we sit together. And what happens is we, by having more NPMs, all of a sudden we realize there's quiet. Not just outer quiet, because obviously outer quiet is, it's not that quiet. We aren't flapping our arms so much or our lips, but nevertheless, when we simply increase the number of noticing, moments of noticing, we increase the experience of peace. And we feel it as a group, and that's what gives us a little bit of confidence. There's a lifting power in practicing together. But it's something, hopefully, we can recognize as not simply something we're feeling from the group. We're actually feeling the peace of our own mind in those moments of knowing, of noticing. Now, of course, you may have come here and you may, not have, you may have had a backlog of tension, feelings, stress, and mostly what visited was, were the, was the residue, the effect of, of that. And uh, so sometimes it, before we are able to apperceive, to notice that natural quietness, it's the nature of our mind, first what becomes more obvious is what we have not metabolized, what we've not felt, what we've not uh, listened to. And so at first it can be a, a massive storm, but don't give up. And even on your own, know that each moment that you add that quality of aware presence to whatever you're experiencing, you're adding the ingredients for more peace. So this is all about peace, it's all about, it's all about the relief of suffering, the easing of our heart, the easing of our self-preoccupations, the, the 
the creating of the re recovering of, but it may seem like creating the conditions for us to to have have more ease of well-being, and then to be a I'll say this a stable refuge for others, a peaceful environment in which other people feel safe with you. A joyful environment, because the natural expression of, of our opening is, is a gladness that comes. More peace, the more gladness. Of course, the more peace, also the more heartbreak, the more heart response, compassion. All these qualities that flow from increasing numbers of um, NPMs, <laughs> noticings per minute. Now forget I ever said that. <laughs> it makes it sound way too technical. I had a little about face because I wanted to refer a little bit to the, the love, peace teachings of Martin Luther King since yesterday was MLK Day, but I'll, I'll try to, to weave it in a little bit into something that just came to my mind at the end of the sitting. As Dave gave our weekly... Um, very succinct uh, Donna talk, I, I just thought that it might be useful, and we do this periodically every three or four months, to give a little background of why we meet in the form that we meet. Why do we meet uh, with this, this little Donna rap every day? You know, you're, you're, we depend on your generosity and um, and it allows me to keep doing this, allows you to keep doing this, and there are many different ways you can give. But this practice of dana was considered, just in light of this path of, of awakening and the path of joy, the path of compassion, this was considered, the practice of generosity was considered one of the three pillars, three real foundations of the Dharma. First one, dana, generosity, giving, gifting. Second one, sila, non-harming, uh, conduct. That's sila is ethics, morality, conduct, non-harming. And then the last one is called bhavana, which is the, the training of the heart and mind. Nothing... One of the central lines from the Buddha is, uh, there's nothing more conducive to misery than an untrained heart, an untrained mind. Nothing more conducive to joy than a well-trained mind. So that's the, the heart of what's called bhavana, is training, the, the reminder that we are all trainable, that what we experience in our present mind and life is the result of what you have practiced, how you've trained yourself. Now, I don't know how many of you... Oh, I can't get to it. I'm tempted to get up and grab my phone and play something for you that's quite extraordinary. Do you happen to have that with you? You do, Brooke. Thank you. You don't? Okay. Anyway, there's this wonderful video that's, that's gone viral of this young Indian boy who just very 
smoothly sits in front of the camera and says, if you spend a lot of your time complaining, you will get very good at it. <laughs> and he goes on to say, many all are usually litany of, of mental habits. Whatever you practice, you will become very good at it. And of course, he made the encouragement to practice joy, practice love, practice inclining your heart. So the Buddha talked about, he said, if you, whatever you frequently dwell upon becomes the inclination of your heart and mind, a reminder that we are trainable and that what we experience in our life, in our mind stream, in our stream of consciousness is the result of practice. Of course, a lot of what we have practiced, we've practiced unconsciously. We practice without self-awareness, without the awareness of what we're actually doing. And part of the function of our mind training is first to notice what we practice. And then it's inevitable that if you notice what you've been practicing is a lot of self-judgment, a lot of complaining, a lot of, uh, a lot of ill will and hatred and greed, if you become aware of what you've trained yourself in, the knowing of that inevitably becomes the cause and condition to uh, get you to change what you practice. Because you will see you've gotten very good at it. And if you want to be good at, at noticing what you're doing, if you want to be good at love, of joy, of compassion, you can train yourself. The way the wonderful Tibetan teacher Padmasambhava put it, he says, if you want to understand your past, look at your present experience. If you want to understand your future, look at your present actions. So that means to look, what seeds are you planting every day? That's a reminder that every, every moment, we call it empty in our tradition and the different Buddhist traditions.